Hi guys, welcome back to my podcast, Figuring Life Out by a Confused and Lost Christian Wife. This is episode four. I'm so glad we are back, guys. Um, been a crazy week. Been a really, really short week, actually. I feel like the days are rushing by. Like, honestly, July started yesterday, and I feel like it's already almost ending. So I'm just like, where is the time going, you know? So welcome back to this episode. I'm so glad we're back. I'm so glad to be back here to just share my journey with you, to just share my walk. Um, it's been, it's been a good week. The last episode was quite crazy. (laughs) I sort of went on a rant, like I literally just talked my head off and I didn't realize that I was actually like analyzing the whole situation and everything that I was going through. But reaching the end of the episode and just realizing how the issue is not that I don't want to work or that I'm lost or that I'm confused and crazy. The issue is just the fact that I know one option in life. And so I'm a bit, I'm like losing balance because I don't know what else to do. You know, I don't know what other options are there. And so basically after that last episode just pause i feel like how do i pause So basically, um, hold on, what was I saying? So basically from the last episode, um, as I always say, let me go back and put in the work, you know, and try and make sure, you know, like, like I figure out everything and things like that. I definitely went back and in this past week, I've been trying to put in the work I've been trying to to sort of break everything down, break all my realizations down.
been trying to break everything down, um, analyze everything because the last episode, I think for me personally was heavy. I, the realization was heavy and the, the need for me to accept that realization is going to take time. The realization that it's okay for me not to choose the option that I've been groomed for, that I've been raised for. It's going to take time. And I think while I was actually doing the work, while I was like just sitting, when I say doing the work, I mean be truly vulnerable with myself, to dig deep, to dig raw, to think about things, analyze them, look back and really just break everything down and, you know, just realize, sort of to sort of get to that raw point whereby you're seeing... You're seeing what you're feeling or you're, you're feeling what you feel. Actually, to that point where you're feeling what you're feeling and you acknowledge it and you realize it. And then you, if it's a problem, you either work on it. If it's a deficit, you either work on it. You know, things like that. So putting in the work. And I think also putting in the work in terms of I have a big worry because of my previously I thought I was lazy you know, my confusion and my not wanting to work made me think and feel that I was lazy. And my lack of passion for anything made me also feel like I was lazy. So I think when I when I was thinking about putting in the work, um, I really needed to know that I'm not lazy. <laughs> I don't know how else to put that. Like, I really needed to know that I'm either lost and confused and uninspired or I'm actually lazy. So I think that I'm also trying to do that work. Also trying to dig deep. Also trying to figure out, am I, do I just want to be a couch potato? Or this is what inspires me, being a couch potato? <laughs> and things like that. So yeah, the last the whole week, been doing the work. And that realization has been heavy for me. And the acceptance of that realization that it's okay, it's okay, that you don't want to follow the mold, that you don't want to follow the system. It's a bit hard. It's a bit hard to accept. I won't lie because I sat down and I realized, so I was like thinking about, okay, so you, you feel like this is the only option that has been availed to you, the, the, the go to school, get good grades, get a job, um, grow in this career, make the money, blah, blah, blah. Yes, I, I answered myself. I said, yes, I really do feel like this is the only option that has been availed to me. And so I'm like, okay, if I do some research, figure out other options. If you feel like this is not working, you can't be, there is no way you're the only one in the world who this is not working for. And then, like, no one else has figured out other options. I mean, we are, we are, it's 2021. We are literally 2021 AD, you know? So there's somewhere along those 2,000 years, someone has figured out alternative options. So do the research. So I definitely have been looking here and there, um, trying to see what I am passionate about, trying to see what interests me, trying to see... If what interests me takes me to the long haul, 
if you get what I mean, or if it's just interesting me because I want to figure out how it works because I have that kind of brain whereby I can just be intrigued by something. I just figure out how it works and then I drop it. I'm like, oh, good to know, moving on. So I also feel like I'm trying to see whether my passions are for the long haul. What I'm interested in is for the long haul, not just how does this mechanic, how do the mechanics of this situation work? Oh, that's how they work. No longer interested. Next item. So in the process of doing the research, I realized that I'm a bit creative. Okay, when I was young, I really, my first, first, first interest was singing. I wanted to sing, but I have no voice for singing. And I remember trying to write songs, being a songwriter. And my sisters laughed at me when I was presenting my song. And I remember just saying, this is is obviously not going to work. So I didn't do that again. Then I remember... I also remember I tried to write a book. It was called Get a Grip, Olive. Like, what a crazy book. So it was like supposed to be like a high school book. Um, talking about high school as me. You know, I'm in primary. I've not yet reached high school. I don't know what high school is about, but I'm trying to write a high school book. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, I'm I'm writing my book, Get a Grip, Olive. So I tell one of my sisters, I'm writing a book. And then I'm like, they're like, what is it called? I'm like, Get a Grip, Olive. And I will say it with like, attitude like get a grip olive and they're like what does that mean and i'm like well it's coming from the angle of oh my goodness i remember this so clearly <laughs> and, I, and i told them it's coming from the angle of um one person trying to advise their friend who is sort of flip floppy to get a grip olive <laughs> and the friend is called olive <laughs> Wait, was I writing about myself? Oh my goodness. My younger self was writing about my adult self. So yeah, and then she was like, whatever. Like it doesn't, like I don't even understand the title. Something like that. I think she was like, I don't even understand the title. I don't know. Anyway, whatever. Then she walked away. I sort of like was like deflated. I reread my book and then I was like, it's not even good. I can't show this to anyone. Tori Tap never wrote again. So anyway, I think looking back at all of those those um, scenarios, I was definitely I looking back at all of those scenarios. I was definitely looking for some form of validation, if I'm to say. Um, some form of, oh, this is great, you know, continue doing it, blah, blah, blah. We, 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 we agree, proceed. That never happened. But fast forward to about like primary six, I think, or primary five. I got an interest in fashion design. Like I really, really was interested in in designing dresses and things like that and having all of these ideas so i had a little pick fair book where i used to draw my designs and things like that and i would color and i would shade and i would draw you know i wasn't of course good at drawing the people but at least like you would see the shape of the dress you would see the design and everything and that when i shared with the family even if they didn't approve i didn't care because I felt like this is something that I like, something I enjoy. 
I don't need the validation. So even like I, I sort of continued, continued, continued doing that fashion design, doing the drawing of those designs, the dresses. And it reached a point where everyone knew, oh, Shalin likes doing this. Like Shalin likes drawing this. Even my, I would show my mom and things like that. Like the whole, the whole process was now accepted, can I say, in the house. And then even when, when my sister, I remember I have a sister-in-law who is married to my older brother. When she, would, she came home one time and I remember I showed her the book and she was like, oh, this is nice and what. And I was like, yeah, I know, thank you. Like I had all of this confidence because it was something that I loved, something that I was passionate about, something that I felt like I really, really was interested in. And in my process of doing the work, I liked that fact. I liked the fact that for this one, I didn't need the validation. I didn't need someone to be like, that's really nice. Keep on going. Like, it was me who kept on going regardless of what was said. And I don't even think, I, I can't even remember if anyone said anything negative in the beginning. That's how much I had blocked it out. That's how much I, I didn't need the validation because I just basically liked what I was doing, you know? So that, I think, looking back at that moment and realizing that for the fashion design, I didn't need the validation. I didn't need anyone to gas me up. And I just kept on doing it till a point whereby everyone was like, this is her thing and this is what she likes and also got interested in it. Like, oh, let me see what you've drawn today. Or my mom would come home from work and I'd be like, mommy, see what I did today, you know? And she would probably, she would really look at my my drawings and say, hey, okay, okay, not next time you do a skirt like this or something like that. And I would not take that advice because that would not be my creative thought. <laughs> I would just go and do whatever I wanted to do. But yeah, um, I loved that. Along the way, I sort of dropped it. I dropped it because I, I became... The more I became systematic driven again, if I'm to say, if I'm to put in quotes, I became mold driven by, um, I was reaching my primary seven, you know, primary seven is when we do a national exam, the primary living examination, whereby you need to pass it to move into, um, secondary school. So I think I sort of like dropped it. Because my mind now was narrowing. Uh Perfect. My mind was realigning to narrow back down to the system requirements of passing your books and making sure you're a good girl and making sure that you're able to get a job in the future. Now, with that... um, Now, with that, I, with that, like, hmm, how do I say this? So that is the positive work I've been doing. (laughs) That's work, like, when I say doing the work, so that's an example of work I've been doing in this week, sort of really dig deep and go back, go back and just uncover everything. So in the process of, like, realizing all of these desires that I previously had, so of course I go to I'm 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 on the internet, I'm figuring out things. What do I like? What do I don't like? What 
I say a feeling like, oh, I'm into painting. I wish I could paint. And I say a feeling all these things on my heart that I wish I could do. I wish I could paint. Remember how I had said I wish I could sing. And I was like, what if I could play a musical instrument? And immediately my mind was like, no musical instruments. And I was like, why? Why no musical instruments? That's so weird. There's so many, like, I, I wish I could play, like, the piano you know, or a guitar, something amazing. And I just, I got the the most random flashback, but it was so intense because I remember, I remember how I felt in that moment. Like I, uh, it was so painful. So I get a flashback, I think to about primary four, or even th- five, primary four, five, around there you know um so i'm at school and this one of the teachers one of the teachers says oh if anyone is interested in um, a music class i want to teach anyone who is interested the piano um so if anyone is interested you can go and tell your parents um each piano class will be 20000 and we shall have it on this day on this day so of course, looking back right now as an adult, the twenty thousand was a bit a lot for those days. If we are to be honest, either it was twenty thousand or fifty thousand, I'm not sure. It was a bit a lot those days. So that I think maybe that she was trying to, you know, get some extra money. But whatever. For me, I was a child. I wanted to learn piano. I was like, oh my goodness, I haven't had a chance to learn piano. What a great idea. So I go to the teacher and I said, teacher, you're now teaching piano. What? And she was like, yeah, do you want to learn? I'm like, yes, I want to learn. He's like, no problem. The first class is this weekend. Go and talk to your parents. The class will be at this time and at this time for, I think, it was supposed to be an hour-long class or a two-hour-long class. I'm not sure. But it didn't exceed two hours. An hour or two-hour-long class. And then, yeah, you know you tell your parents and it's this amount of money. So, of course, I'm excited. What? I want to learn piano. I really, really, actually, if there's an instrument that I really, really wanted to learn, it's piano. It's either piano or the harp. So I go home and I organize myself. Now, my pr- dad is one of those strict dads who, you, you ne- if you have a request, eh, you don't approach just swinging your legs. No, you, you go with sort of <laughs> readiness. <laughs> so, of course, I organize myself. What? I didn't tell anyone in the house. I didn't even tell my mom. I didn't tell anyone in the house. Because I just wanted to directly... I didn't want to be discouraged. I didn't want anyone to tell me, oh, dad is going to say no. Nothing. I just wanted to go... Because for some reason, I just really believed he would say, why not? I enter my dad's bedroom because he was, he was, I think, reading the papers from there. And I ask, hi, daddy. Hello, daddy. I greet. Hello, daddy. Good evening. How are you? Oh, of course, he doesn't... He, he's like, what do you want? I'm like, so daddy, ah, I begin. This teacher's piano class, what, what, is going to be on these days. From this time to this time, he has asked for this amount of money. He said, what? Piano class? What is piano going to do for you in your life? Can you get serious and go back? 
and I remember just I remember feeling so hard because how do I explain it? I just remember feeling so hurt and so broken because I feel like first of all, I wasn't hard. There was no space to be like, why do you want to learn piano? Why piano? Why, what about this? But do we have to do it with this teacher? What if we find another place? Nothing. It was just, what is piano going to do for you in your life? Can you go back with this thing of how how do you even come to me with such a request? But the, so okay, the implication he gave me was, listen here, and listen clearly. I'm preparing you for future. You know, I don't see how piano is going to help you. And I think, of course, for him in his circles, no one plays piano or no one is getting money from piano. So I don't blame him for shutting me down. It's not like, don't get me wrong, I'm not sitting here holding a grudge, feeling like my parents did this to me and they broke me. No, I totally understand because I think as a parent, you really sit down and want the best for your child. So for him, in his understanding, the best for his child is not piano. As according to him, he has not he has not seen success in relation to piano in our country. So him shutting me down at that point in time, I I definitely understand. But it doesn't change the fact that I was broken and it shut down that side of me. Because I remember another time when so we when we would come home from school our neighbor would our neighbor's parents would pick us up from school me and his son and his daughter would pick us up from school in the evening so this one evening he picks up his daughter after picking us up me and his son from primary school so we so we go and pick up his daughter from secondary school and she enters the class with a flute she enters the car with a flute she was sitting in the front seat so, of course, I ask, what's that? It's a flute. And she's like, so I'm like, you play the flute. Of course, I knew what a flute was. I was a bit of a clever kid. I think everyone knows what a flute was. Why did I say that? <laughs> anyway. So, I'm like, you play the flute. And she's like, yeah. Meanwhile, I think this is now around, primary. In, I'm entering primary six or something like that. Like, in that time frame, after I've been shut down, um... <laughs> But after, after, after I've been shut down, after, after like a long time, and I sort of don't even process that I've been shut down anymore. You get? Yeah. So, actually, I think I was in primary four when I wanted the, the piano lessons. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm really not sure about the classes, but I just maybe know, I know like the time frames. So, I see her with the flute. I'm like, you play the flute. She's like, yes, I'm doing like, um, it's it's part of my music. It's the instrument that I've chosen for my music class. You guys, I remember sitting in the back seat and saying, and then actually I looked at her after she said that. Then I looked at her dad for his reaction. And he continued living life like it was normal. Actually, then he, and then he asked her, oh, how was school? How was class? And then they had their little conversation. For me, sitting in the back seat, I sort of went back and forth between the two of them for about a minute or so. And I had this thing of, has he not heard that she's doing the flute for her music class? 
As in, does he not know that this is wrong? That this is not right or acceptable? That the flute is not going to do anything for her future? Then we pick her up again. She still has the flute. She's still serious with her flute. Then I remember one time, we dropped her off at music school. I think at that time, music school was around Kisemeti. We dropped her off at the music school. Oh my goodness, you guys. I feel like I, I was like... This girl is playing the flute. When I say I was confused, first of all, I was in awe that she was playing the flute. It's a bit of a difficult instrument. I was like, "Eh, the flute is hard. Then on top of the fact that she's playing the flute, she's playing the flute. And no adult in her life has an issue with that. I was like, how? How is no adult having an issue with her playing the flute? What's going on? And I just remember, I remember being sort of confused that she has been allowed to play the flute. Then I also remember being sort of like in awe that she's playing the flute. Like with this thing of, wow, she has actually, she's doing something that I feel like I would have wanted to do, you know? fine granted that at the moment she's not using the flute to monetary like to she's not monetizing her flute expertise at the moment right now but i mean she has the skill in case of anything she can wake up one day and flute her way in life you know i just wow like sitting here remembering that i'm like wow so yeah, when the memory of oh, so me deciding, oh maybe what if I try on music and my mind sort of blocking music, I remember music was blocked for me at a very young age. So that's and it made so much sense to me as to why I don't perceive other options, like as to why I feel like there are no other options. The reason as to why there are no other options because I'm not perceiving them. It's because there are little things that happened in the timeline of my life whereby the other options were broken for me. Do you get? So the, as time went on, the only option that was validated, accepted, and solidified was this one option of get a job growing this career. All these other options were sort of broken for me, like... like no, not going to work, not going to work, not going to work. And that's why, to an extent, we we end up worrying, you know. You end up sitting in secondary school getting a 50% in, in a certain le- lesson or exam and you're feeling like, oh my goodness, I'm going to grow up to be such a wayward adult. You know those kids in school who are also lost and confused. They, they may not even be doing drugs, but they are just, they are just sort of not aligning to the whole school system and they're immediately branded as rebels the teachers are immediately against them everything negative about them is more highlighted than anything positive and then they're sort of chastised and you know cast and so even in your head you're feeling like oh i don't end up being like that person because that's going to be an wayward adult and they're going to be poor when they grow up and they're not going to have a career and things like that so as time goes on, your one option is solidified, solidified, solidified for me, speaking for me as an individual. I'm not speaking for anyone else. 
And that's why I can sit here and be like, I don't know the other options. I don't know the other options because I can't perceive them. I can't perceive them. I, I, I was sitting here saying, what if I do painting? I, I, wh- why all of a sudden does my heart get scared if I want to try and brush stroke here and there? Why do I get scared all of a sudden if I want to try and, you know, because I saw on the internet there are some people who provide free singing classes. What if I just decide to do it as a hobby and just learn how to sing A, B, C, D, you know? Why does my heart get scared? Why do I feel like this is not a viable option? Why do I feel like business is not a viable option? No, wait. I feel like business is not a viable option because I've not found anything that I'm truly passionate about to long haul it remember i have an issue of just i'm that kind of brain whereby i just want to figure out how something works and once i figured it out i'm not necessarily interested anymore so i really so i really want to get to that point whereby i'm passionate about something um it's it's me it's who i am because guess what i'm figuring life out so i'm figuring out who i am what i like what i'm doing and i can stay my business from there so no when it comes to business that one is a viable option but it's not a viable option until i have found myself or figured out myself but i'm meaning like all these other options that other people are exploring you know people are in the creative industry people are in the art industry people are in people are in all of these amazing amazing things not like i like talking you know anyone who listens to this episode will get so bored because i have talked my head off <laughs> i have literally talked my head off why wasn't i introduced to mascom like it was not an option for me not because it wasn't, I, I think because I wasn't, edu- I wasn't knowledgeable about it. I wasn't educated about it. I would have loved to um, be on a talk, a radio show. I don't know. I would have loved to do something like that. I think that would be fun and great. Ah, so sad. So basically this episode is just, I've just realized what this episode was about. It was about br- breaking down the work that i've done break yeah breaking down the work that i've done and just realizing why i have one option it's because all the other options have been broken down for me they've been made non-viable for me along the way of life you know somewhere somehow someone said something that made that option not 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 an option and then maybe another option makes that not an option or you know because i know now like there are certain people who most probably want to do something or start something but they don't even know how and i don't blame them because we are no longer perceiving like we i when i say i don't perceive alternative options i really don't for me i really do feel like this one option was it so I'm starting to, how do, <laughs> I need to Google how to make money being a couch potato because this is maybe now the one thing I'm passionate about sitting right here on my couch recording this podcast. I'm just like, perfect spot. <laughs> um, sitting right here on my couch recording this podcast. I'm just like, perfect, you know, perfect job. Who wouldn't want this? But yeah, um, 
thanks for coming back to my podcast this was episode four um this episode i've really just sort of explained my one option and my realization of the one options the one option here options i just want to i think for the next episode i want to go back and do more work i want to go back and try and figure out what what who am i deep inside in the real literal core of me what is my truest passion and desire right from the beginning of time till now i think that will give me more direction and more clarity because at least i've accepted that the option that has been given to me in life the one that i've been molded for i don't want it i'm not interested in it and i'm okay to walk away from it so now i need to figure out what next and yeah stay here with me stay tuned um i'll see you in episode five as we talk more about what i actually really want and i'm so glad i'm so glad to have this podcast bye guys